Hey, it's Chef Bo. Thanks for coming back to catch the second half of this podcast. Hope you enjoy the rest of this conversation. So you guys are rolling along. Moreland's doing good, and then COVID hits. Coronavirus comes, you know, March of, of 2020 mm-hmm. or so. How does that affect you? I mean, obviously, it's affected everybody. Um, how does that hit your business? Like, like a punch in the gut? Oh, my gosh. I mean, it was just <clears throat> so crazy how it came out of nowhere. Like, I mean, I was just telling this to a group of business owners that I meet with every month. And, like, I was on vacation in – I went to wine country with, like, some of my college girlfriends in March – uh of last year like the first week and then i flew back and i was like this you know you're just hearing the rumblings like Mm -hmm. people were wearing masks and it was starting but it just didn't feel like it would hit us especially in cleveland right and then two weeks later like the governor shut down restaurants and bars and it was it was a scary moment that night when he did that because it was like this is happening you know for sure and we're lucky in that we could go to takeout only. Um, so we did that in Cleveland Heights. We actually closed Moreland for about two months. Um, I was really, really lucky that I, um, I'm i in um, uh, Cleveland Independence Restaurant Group. And through that, I was connected to the Cleveland Clinic. And they ended up um, working with some of us to feed their frontline workers. So out of Moreland, we were able to, you know, do these huge orders for the Cleveland Clinic, and it really saved my business out there. I mean, otherwise, That's I great. would have just been completely shut down for a couple months. I put all my staff on unemployment, and That's it tough. was just heartbreaking because we were just kind of hitting our stride there, and then, you know, just everything closes. Um, and at Cleveland Heights, we just kind of powered through, and we went to limited hours, takeout only, but it was so stressful through all of this. I mean, it still is for my staff because, you know, there's not only are you just working so much harder than you ever have, like this whole new thing of online ordering and delivery and apps and all this stuff to manage phone is ringing off the hook. There's this fear of getting sick. For sure. So like every day I'm bringing my staff in and, you know, we're checking temperatures and doing all that. But you're just like, should I be doing this? Like, you know, am I putting them at risk? I know some of these people want to work, but a lot of people elected not to work. Yeah. Um, and, you know, then I'm thinking, what if I get sick? And what if my whole family gets sick? Right. And it's just that this like steamroll effect. Um, and thankfully, I mean, through all of it, I really, I don't even think I've had any employees have it. A couple have been exposed, but we've been really lucky. I Thank feel God. like, I feel like taking the, precautions that they put out there really do help so yeah i mean i think people take that for granted as a business owner when you go to bed at night it's not only your livelihood that is weighing on you it's the 10 20 30 employees that you have because if one of your restaurants closes you're right you know 10 15 people are out of work yeah um and i will say like i would not i don't think i would have made it if i got the ppp the first round and i don't know financially I don't see how I would have gotten through without that so between that and like these large orders that we had like there was just I mean I got this support that really helped me get to this point and now it's just okay every month I'm like I just got to get through and how are we going to do this and you know well what can we and not just me and Josephine but Beaumont as a community what can we do to support you guys uh, and other local businesses 
I would just say focusing on supporting local. It's it's so important now more than ever. I mean, what I try to think about is all these other business owners that I know in the community that they're just like me. They have family at home and, you know, they're trying to just pay their bills and get through this time. And if you can put, you know, 50 bucks towards a local restaurant rather than going through the drive-thru at McDonald's that night, like it really is making a difference. And that's what's so sad is that, you know, a lot of these restaurants and bars and different things have closed and you don't usually know until after, like, they just say, we just couldn't do it anymore. Like, you know, we just had to close the business. And it's like, oh, I wish, you know, then everybody comes out and they're like, oh, I would have supported it. Or, You're exactly right. And it's like, you just got to be proactive in your thinking. Like, okay, who can I support today? Maybe once a week, support a local business. Right. Because we all do it, right? It's all like, Luna Close. Oh, I loved that place. Right. <laughs> but let's, let's not talk past tense. Let's say, I love that place. Right. And let's get yeah. something there. Yeah. So what are your options? Do you, do you do delivery or do you do DoorDash or something like that? So we actually kind of took a stand a couple months ago. and We shut down DoorDash and Uber Eats because they were taking a 30% cut, which oh a lot gosh. of people don't know. I mean, it, it's so crazy because the average restaurant profits 5%. Yeah. I mean, in a good year, hopefully you're closer to 10. And then DoorDash is taking a 30% cut. Like, it, the numbers just don't work. Right. And in their mind, they're like, well, you know, your your staff's already there. And if you just do really high volume, like, it should work for you. And it just doesn't. Right. So um, we're lucky in that we have a POS system, Toast, that has an app. And they actually use DoorDash drivers to deliver. So you can still order delivery through our app, but it's um, they charge the the customer straight for the driver, and nothing goes through us. So there's no like deduction sure. taken from the. So if you're total. making a dollar, you're making a dollar. Exactly. Oh, that's good. Um, so that's great. We do tons of curbside, so you can place it on the app, or you can call us on the phone, and we'll run it out to your car. Um, and then for catering and things like that, we will deliver our own staff. will do it like a wedding cake or yeah. something like that. Sure. Yeah. Or larger orders. Um, so there's lots of ways if you're not comfortable walking in, but we are available. You can walk in our store. You can sit at a table if you're comfortable with that. So that's great. Well, and again, when you talk about your like food costs and things that again, I don't think that people realize in the restaurant, you know, you're selling a cookie for $2. Maybe yeah. you're making 50 cents. Oh, yeah. And out of that 50 cents, you're paying your people, you're paying your water bill, electric bill, you're paying mm -hmm. insurance, you're paying taxes, you know, all of this stuff. I mean, that, you know, you're probably bringing home a couple cents. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day. So it's a, that's a lot of cookies. To, right. So it's all about volume. Right. Yeah. And I mean, we're lucky in that in a normal year, we are very high volume. Um, but I think that's going to take a long time to get back yeah. to. So. Well, hopefully sooner rather than later. Yeah. What is Luna's bread and butter? Do you prefer people dining in or do you like catering? Do you do weddings or is it just all of the above? It's kind of all of the above. Um, I would say just people coming into the store, uh, you know, like people coming in and eating and taking pastry to go. Um, you know, the takeout's great too, but I'd say logistically, it's kind of nice just having that flow of like, we want people in the cafe in a non-COVID time. You know, we want people to come in and have that feeling of like having a great cup of coffee and sharing a meal and like being kind of a part of the community and being a space for people to gather and experience what we have to for offer. Sure. 
Um, and that's really where we make the money is like if ever, you know, if, if we just sold coffee or pastry, that's not going to work. It's like people get a meal and get, get dessert and coffee. Yeah, that's me. It's like all the above. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so in my stalking of you, I saw that you were like the head of a campaign called Cookies for Kids. Yeah, so that was part of um, the Cleveland Independence yeah. Restaurant. Can you tell us about that? Um, so I'm really just, we, uh, Luna, I'm not really the head of it, but I'm on the board. And um, I feel like we do the best job of it every year because it's mostly restaurants who are involved and they do the campaign as well. But because we have like this pastry case, we sure. can really promote it. But um, it's with the food bank and... Um, if you buy, now I'm hoping I get it right, but I think it's if you, um, spend a dollar, it's four meals for a kid that day. Um, so we usually do it in the spring leading into summer because they try to feed kids all summer, you know, that aren't getting meals at school. Um, and actually I was just on the phone with them this week and we're going to do some other things, um, to promote, you know, coming this year because they're really in need of donations you know there's more people than ever looking for meals so um and it really is 25 cents for one meal so it's such a small amount but we would make cookies and then we sell them and all the proceeds go to the food banks that's wonderful when you do that or if you do it again let me know yeah spread the word oh i will for sure beaumont students they like cookies yeah (laughs) and they like philanthropy right and do you think beaumont played um a part in your philanthropic side of your business or maybe is it your faith or or your background, yeah. or all of the above again? I think all of the above. I mean, I grew up Catholic school my whole life, um, and I think it's just kind of instilled in you, like, this is what we do. And, um, I, you know, for me, I feel like there's just this sense of, like, there's a reason I came back to Cleveland, and I'm in this space that, like, is really close to where I grew up. Like, I do believe in kind of this, you know, the world is a big place and like there's a reason that things happen and um, I feel like there is a responsibility to give back and, you know, if I can have a successful business in this community, it's because of all these people that are supporting me. Right. Um, So we really do try and support all the schools and, you know, any organization that is in our area that we well and you've helped Beaumont I've seen you first oh yeah galas and things you've helped us in the past yeah and I mean we're just you know we're in a business where it's all about the customer service so if we can give to you guys and then people come you know it's this nice circle where like just everybody gives to each other so for sure all right so I I, I'm gonna hit you with a couple of this like rapid fire questions let's dive into your food seriously Let's talk macaron because they're <laughs> amazing. Now, I will say, so for those who don't know, macaron is like, and t- stop me for a moment, it's yeah. kind of a French cookie where the uh-huh. outside has this like skin that is crispy, but you bite into it and it's kind of chewy in yeah. the middle and it's filled with something, a buttercream or jelly right. or jam. You make these salted caramels yeah. that are like brushed with like gold luster yeah. dust or something yeah. on the top <laughs> that are, I mean, my wife, if I ever mention the word Luna, she's like, you better bring me a oh couple of those. Yeah. Those are probably our number one seller. Yeah. The salted caramel or just yeah. the macaron? Oh, yeah. They're caramel. amazing. And I've never made them, but they look pretty difficult because it's egg whites and almond flour and you've got yeah. to kind of beat the and air honestly, out of them. And honestly, it's it's a struggle with those like because it's so much of it is about your environment so it's like the humidity levels and the temperature of your oven and you know we have our recipe down but still it doesn't matter like you can have a bad batch and then all of a sudden it's too humid in the kitchen you know we share our kitchen bakers and 
savory. So like, you know, they're roasting all this stuff in the oven and then we got to do macaron. And so it's tricky, but I'm glad that you, you like them because it's been a labor of love for us for sure over the years. Yes. Well, by chance, I've had yours. Uh, and Thomas Keller, who is oh, kind yeah, of a Bouchon. hero of mine. Yeah. I, yeah, and by chance, I've had, I've eaten every Bouchon in the country just by luck. Oh, wow. And I always get their macarons, or, or macaron. Yeah, saying that correctly. macaron, I think. Mr. Lange, I apologize. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and then I've had them in Paris. And yeah. I'm telling you, Lunas are just as good. Oh, they are right up so there much. with the ones I had. And again, this one is a place called La in yeah. Paris in the Champs yeah. Elysees. They're just as good. They're phenomenal. So oh, uh, if you're awesome. listening to this, go get a Mac. <laughs> uh, take, trust me. Thank you. And they're gluten free, so we yes. sell a lot because well, of that. And I'm glad you said that because my wife has celiac disease, so that's oh, another wow. reason why she loves Luna. You have a pretty nice offering of gluten free yeah. options. We do, and you know, I make a big effort to try and satisfy like their the dietary needs. Um, it's tricky because we're not like a gluten free facility. You know, sure. we always kind of put the disclaimer on it, and with the nut free and all that. But we try to have like some vegan things, some gluten-free, um, nut-free, all that kind of stuff. How do you source your ingredients? Because I'm a big believer, and I, I would bet that you are too, that that's the key to your cooking is, you know, high-quality butter or high-quality flour. Or... Yeah. I mean, you know, in Cleveland, there's some great uh, vendors to work with. And it's funny because we do work with a lot of little people, like rather than, you know, we don't work with Cisco right, and these huge brands um, because we can get better quality and we can stay on top of them to provide us with the best quality. We try to use local when we can uh, produce and whatnot. Um, but there are things that like eventually I'd like to get to all organic milk and things like that, but it's just so expensive. Um, so like we do cage-free eggs, but right. we don't do organic because we just can't, you know, we have to raise our prices so right. much to get to that point. Um, but we really do, you know, work on costing everything out and just finding the best quality for the cost that we can work within. Well, and customers are finicky and we love our customers. <laughs> They'll say, I want, I want organic and I want free range. I and they were like, three dollars. Right. That's outrageous. Right. And I'm like, well, you can't have it both ways. I know. So, it's really tough. Yeah. Well, that's good. It's good that you've, you've kind of found this happy medium. Yeah. Um, so your pastries are phenomenal. And then you also make these, uh, well, I'm just going to say crepes, but crepes would be. Yeah, crepes. <laughs> I know. We say crepes, crepes. They're phenomenal and they are savory and you have sweet. You've got Nutella. Yeah. I, I normally get like a ham and cheese. Oh, yeah. Uh, they're phenomenal. What did, where did that come from? Just out of curiosity, would you ever been to France or did you learn that in culinary school? I did go to France, but it was um, when we were developing the menu initially, my partner John and I, um, it's funny because he, I think, the crepes actually came from he goes to Mexico every year and he said there was like this woman that does it on the corner and yeah. they're like phenomenal um so that's kind of where the idea got into our head but it was also kind of like this romantic you know we'll have this high-end Parisian style bakery and then we'll have some crepes and some paninis and right. You know, when we first opened, we had like one crap machine and we had one little panini machine and it was like, I mean, now we have four right. and we have this massive thing and we just had no idea what we were getting into. We're like, oh, you know, people might get a sandwich when they're right. here. Like it just all seemed very cute and small. And Well, your, your, your crepe maker, whoever it is, you know, the guy or the girls back, it's like 
for me, it's like watching Bob Ross. Like, you know, they got their little yeah, wooden stick right. and they're spreading it out, and I'm just mesmerized. You know? Well, and that's why we put it out front, yeah. you know, so people could watch. Which, I mean, you'll see at Moreland, we set it up different. Like, we have our food in the back, but we still have windows, so you can see. But it just, Cleveland Heights is a really tough space to work in. It gets so crowded yeah. up there, and you have this line of people waiting to order, and they're kind of, you know. <laughs> Staring at you, <laughs> which just slows the clock down. Right. Uh-huh. So it's a tough space to work in. But And your coffee. How do you source your coffee? Because I don't know what it is about it. I don't know if it's how you brew it. I don't know if it's the bean. Your coffee's phenomenal. Oh, thank you. So, I mean, we have worked with a couple different people. Um Right now we're working with Eccentricity, which is a really small um, coffee roaster in poor Cleveland, which they had a shop on Euclid. Um, They closed for COVID. Um, And I mean, I love working with people that are just focused on coffee, like, because I don't, it's like wine, like there's so much to learn. It's crazy, but I really trust these guys. I know they're sourcing like the best quality um you know we try to rotate in different countries and different kind of blends um and uh, we do training with them so our staff can learn about and this is something we're actually focusing on now we need to work on more because it's just it's a huge learning curve for all of us um but yeah i mean we do have good quality coffee and it's funny because some people don't think of us for that they're like oh i'm gonna go to phoenix or we're at rising star because i want a really great cup of coffee and we are providing that no, I come in, I always look at your either, you know, your whiteboard or your chalkboard and I'm like, oh, I don't ever think I've had Ethiopian coffee oh, before. Cool. Let me try that. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's a learning experience for your taste buds. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. A couple other rapid fire questions. Who are your heroes and what chefs do you look up to? I'm just curious as one food person to another. Yeah. Oh, I love Thomas Keller. Yeah. It's funny you say that. Um, did you happen to eat at uh, when you went to Napa? Did you eat at any of his places? Oh, yeah. I So a girl who worked for me at Luna was at Bouchon when I was out there uh, last time. Um, and actually, I have a guy. He is working for me now, and he was head of Bouchon Bakery in New York. Wow. Um, yeah, that's and, a great bakery. So they closed um, for COVID. So he moved to Cleveland. He's been consulting for me and developing our croissant program um, and tweaking things. And um, so, yeah, I love love Thomas Keller. Um, Danny Meyer is huge Union Square Hospitality Group. He's written a couple books. I just love his focus on customer service and his employees. Um, I would say locally, I mean, one of my best chef friends is Doug Katz because I worked for him and um you know he's a great person to bounce ideas off of and um he I think really kind of set me on the path of like you can have a different type of kitchen like it doesn't have to be this negative experience um it can be something really clean and positive and putting out like super high quality ingredients and um, I had never really experienced that until I worked for him, so I love that. Um, well, it's funny, and that's another thing I'm going to compliment your chef. If you've worked in a restaurant before, if you worked a line in the restaurant, you know, and it the uh, pressure is intense. Yeah. Your staff is always calm, cool, collective, oh, and friendly. Nice. So they might be freaking out on the inside. <laughs> But they sure yeah, put up a good I, front, if I they're not. Them well. Yeah, really <laughs> because I also think you know the days of like I know Gord Ramsey and the yelling and the screaming. Oh, it's it makes awful. for good TV, but 
Yeah. I think the day of the angry chef, you know, throwing a steak at their cook is right. kind of Well, in the past. and especially as a woman, it's like, I don't want to work in that environment. And, sure. You know, when I was at fire, I was usually the only woman there. But I never felt like, you know, it was this toxic environment or right. like I didn't belong. You know, it was, I feel like the, that world is changing in a good way. So I agree. Well, and the last thing, I'm just going to plant the seed. Two words, Avon Lake. If you're <laughs> looking for a third location. That's funny. My dad lives in Avon. So oh, does he? Yeah. Okay, good. We're so. always kind of like So you know the east there. side, west side, like all the way over there? Oh, yeah. It's like a road trip for my kids. We pack snacks. and. <laughs> my, my wife, uh, very short story, we met online, and she lived in Shaker Heights. And I'm like, where where is this? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like I'm, you know, this isn't 06. It's like taking right. a map quest. Oh, totally. I'm like, how do I get there? I know. It's the other side of the world. Yeah. I convinced her to move to the west side because I worked out there. So she picks up, moves all the way. So after we get married, moves over, over there. And I take a job oh at Beaumont, which is, you know, three minutes from right. where she used to live. Oh, like, that's so funny. Sorry funny. about that. Yeah. I mean, I would love to uh, down the road, maybe. Uh, I don't know. You know, I think this whole COVID thing is yeah. kind of making us reassess and see where we're at at the end of this. Right now, we're just trying to get this production facility up and running and um, What's your target date on that? So we just hopefully got city approval today um, on our permits, and then we're hoping for like an April opening. Um, you know, it's not going to be open to the public. It'll right. just be like a workspace. Right. Um, but it's a big space. We have room to grow. So I feel like the more we can do there and kind of, you know, move some things out of our um, restaurant spaces, it'll just kind of relieve the stress and, you know, find some economy of scale and that kind of thing. So I don't know. I think we got to kind of get a year under our belt and see where we're at and how everything's working out financially. And, um, you know, I go back and forth on whether do I want to just keep growing this business or, you know, at some point I need to have like a end game. Sure. So, you know, I'm not, I got into this business later. So, yeah. um, you have an end game. One's at Jezu. <laughs> you know. Right. One of my kids want to take right, over. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I think I'm just going to keep kind of taking it one year at a time and see where we're at. And so much of it is about your staff and like how supported you feel, you know, like, when I have a great staff and support, I feel like then I could grow and do so many things. But it's when you have like turnover and things going on within your organization, it just makes it hard to think about that. Is your husband in the food business? He's not. He actually was um, the baseball coach at John Carroll for 20 years. Oh, wow. And he left there last year, and now he's like doing some freelance stuff. and. Um, he helps me a little bit, but it's not really what he wants. Well, that's probably good because I think like you know two, you know two spouses and in, in the restaurant business is tough. Yeah, that's... I mean there are a lot of people that I think meet in the industry and yes. are in it together, but um, no, I think it's good that <laughs> we kind of do our own thing. Well, I'm glancing at the clock. I've already kept you for almost an hour, so I'm thinking I should probably start to bring this in for landing. But before it goes, is there anything new that you want to tell us about? Anything exciting? Any specials? Any good coffee? Yeah, I mean, I would just say the one thing, if you follow us on social media, we're just really trying to focus on each holiday. Like, we have Valentine's Day coming up, and those little boosts, like, really help us get through, um, you know, each month, especially January, February in Cleveland's tough for every business owner because people don't want to leave their house. 
Um, so I would just say, you know, when holidays are coming up, think about supporting your local restaurants and businesses. Well, and Valentine's Day, do you, I, I know you do your cutout cookies. I always get them at Christmas time. Yeah, we have like a menu on our website. Um, I mean, we do lots of little cakes and um, cupcakes, you know, chocolate dipped strawberries on top, like lots of little fun um, gift boxes and things like that. Right. So, you know, you could spend $5, you could spend $20. So, you know, just stop by and grab a couple things. And I and you do do personalized things, right? Because yes. I know for like, I don't, you probably don't remember this, but in 2012, my oldest son, for his first birthday, we did a old man theme party. And we had you guys make bow ties and oh, ties cool. cut out. Yeah. And you didn't have the cutter. We bought cutters, gave them you, you made them, you decorated oh, them. Awesome. And then everybody got a cookie. And then for one of his other birthdays, he was into the lion guard. Yeah. We dropped off figurines. You guys made this cool oh, scene yeah. on the cake and stuck them in. Uh, and it was cool. And he, yeah. he still talks about it to this day. We do. My Lion Guard cake. Yeah, we do tons of that stuff. I mean, we have now a full time, We her title is catering coordinator, but she does all of this custom order stuff because there's just so much of it coming in. Um, our cookies and cakes and. Um, you know, we can do like a big chocolate chip cookie cake with like a plaque on it. There's lots of different things we're trying to, you know, because people are celebrating at home now and sure. they're looking for like fun things to do. We have these um, decorate your own cookie kits that we've been doing for every holiday. Um, so you can order those and do it at home with your kids. And didn't you do a gingerbread kit at Christmas yeah, time? Yeah. So and that, we did a Zoom class. Usually great. we do that in person, but we did it with Zoom this time. So It's really cool. I mean, you are more than just a, uh, you know, coffee shop. Yeah. So. I mean, we're trying to be creative and, you know, just get people to be thinking about us all the time so when things open up they can come back for sure well and anybody listening you know as somebody who's been in the business i will just say if you are uh price shopping all the time you you, you buy cheap you get cheap yeah and if you spend you know an extra 10 or 20 percent to help a local yeah, business you totally. get much better quality yeah. end product and you're helping you keep, keep the lights on yeah. and keep people employed and keep people who have you know 401k health insurance right so, you know if you're listening to this shop local yeah, um, thank you. No, of course. So your website is www.lunabakery.com. Uh, Lunabakerycafe.com. Lunabakerycafe.com. Sorry yeah. about no, that. Okay. See, my, that's why I would not be a good private <laughs> eye. I said I was stalking you and I got the information wrong. <laughs> Lunabakerycafe.com. Yeah. Uh, and to our Beaumont family, I just would say that we all know it's a tough time with the coronavirus still raging and our small businesses are hurting. So if you're listening to this podcast, make it a point to visit Luna's website, order food for delivery, get a birthday cake. Or just stop in for a good cup of coffee and a salted caramel macaron with your mask on, of course. <laughs> uh, my, uh, my dad would always say, a family that prays together stays together, and a family that eats together stays together. And it's on our chalkboard in the kitchen. And we do both at Beaumont. We like mm-hmm. to eat and we like to pray. So stop in, eat with Bridget, go to Luna Bakery, support her mission, just as she supports us. And we should all get back to our alums. Um, and, uh, because we're always asking our alums to help us. Yeah. So for our, our Beaumont people who are listening to this, help out Bridget, stop in Luna, tell them Bo said hi, and, uh, you know, get something delicious to eat. You won't regret it. Thank so, you. No, thanks I for coming out. That. This is really cool. I had yeah. a lot of fun. You're um, welcome. Anytime. Yeah. Josephine, thank you. Josephine O'Neill, our producer. <laughs> if we, she wasn't here, we would be able to turn the lights on. Right. So <laughs> that's great. And, uh, thanks. We'll be seeing okay. you soon for a cookie. Awesome.